1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. I nearly forgot then. At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We've had a few people, well, I say a few, one, send us in their Spotify rap and us being their favourite podcast. Couldn't believe it. One person. There you go. I think it was yours as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's that's two people. Uh, We'll we'll start, I think, on a bit of a sad note, really, and obviously with Raul Jimenez's head injury. And and when it happened, it was just... You you heard the crack, didn't you, through the TV microphones and you just thought, this does not look good. And then the players' reactions, exactly the same. And uh, obviously, everybody's thinking about Raul and just wishing the best, really. And Kieran Newey has started a campaign to raise £7,500 to create a banner in support of Raoul and raise money for a charity of Raoul's choice, Nine for RJ9. It's up to £16,745 at time of recording. But Harry, I just want to get your reaction to when it actually happened and just the thoughts going through your head at the time. Yeah, well, straight away... You, you just heard the noise, didn't you? And I didn't know it was at first. And you see it's Raul. 
And after a few minutes, David Luiz gets up and his head's bleeding. So if he's the one giving the head, headbutt, like accidental headbutt, <laughs> <laughs> giving the really? headbutt. No, you God. know what I mean. That's a slip of words. Just, um, that's his fine. head, yeah, so, I didn't mean that. His head's obviously being split open. You know it's going to be bad for the, for, oh, God's sake, for the receiver. God's sake, we, the most serious um, thing we've ever spoken about and oh, someone's no. talked about giving head. Yeah, but it was a... It's uh, just a little bit of light relief. <laughs> no, yeah, on a serious note, no, it was bad and... You just instantly think I was doing my watch along, and everyone in the chat was going on about like Ryan Mason, Petacek, even Don Goodman had yeah. it for mm. Wolves. Um, and the first, I think it's human nature just to think the worst straight away, isn't it? And Ryan Mason having to retire, I think a year later because he just couldn't play the same as he used to because of the psychological effects of it, and obviously the physical effects. It's a worry, and I think the only good thing that's that's come out of it was straight away, or on about the 60th minute, Sky did say he was awake and speaking which was a good sign. Yeah. And obviously he's been active on social media the last few days. And that is some kind of hope that he can return to the pitch because let's be honest, there's a chance if it's a serious, serious injury that he might not play again, which is terrible, really. Dan, I think you'd retired him before we quite knew what happened, but it turns out you were more or less right. Um, I've, well, I've known of less, I don't know if words powerful, but injuries that look like they could have not been as bad as what happened there that have killed people so the second I saw it I just thought wow that that is a life changing injury not just a bad one because um, that happened to your friend that played hockey yeah so th- that is a sad story he, um, he got clipped just in the right well, right or wrong spot whatever you want to say just behind the ear um, it pretty much killed him instantly so it's not a head injuries are ridiculous something that looks like it could kill you doesn't and something that looks pretty all right can can kill it i mean it killed philip hughes the cricketer he just caught one in completely the wrong spot and straight to the floor dead instantly so i think the initial reaction was always to fear the worst because of just how powerful it was the noise yeah. i mean i can't watch it back the noise was horrible and he came in with such force didn't he jack and i know lots of photos were sort of doing the rounds pretty much like straight after the game or in at least in the 24 hours following the game of of how Louise was sort of almost grabbing his mouth and uh, it was obviously going in full force. He didn't mean to do it, um, but he's got half of Mexico after him nonetheless. But um, it, it's such force there to, you know, running jump and, and to crack heads like that. And like Harry said, for, for him to be bleeding um, still and to his bandaging, you just think actually, should he have been on the pitch? I know that they went through all the right protocols and, and all that sort of thing, but I mean, to be fair when something like that happens emotionally he probably shouldn't have been on the pitch let alone if he's physically okay to carry on no I agree and football is behind other certain sports in that respect with regards to how they treat those sort of head injuries I will say that I know we've seen a lot of stills and obviously they're they're horrific to look at I don't think David Luiz intentionally meant to do that at all I know some people um, oh no no some people probably think that perhaps he did I know he's just a bit of a calamity at the best of times anyway and I've seen more death threats on Twitter than I think I've seen for yeah. anything else in a, in a while which obviously isn't isn't funny but it just shows that it shows how highly regarded obviously Raul is in Mexico it's like it happening to prime David Beckham isn't it really but it, but yeah. uh, but over there so yeah, I think we are behind some sports when it comes to head injuries, and it's something we do need to look at. Should he have been allowed to carry on? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm surprised the referee let it go on for so long, given that how the blood was seething from him. Because if there's blood on your shirt, they tell you to get off the pitch, don't they? But it was mm. it was coming yeah. through 
literally five, ten minutes after obviously it happened, it was still seeping through the bandage and the referee just, just waved it on. So, I, you know, that's that's a, at a time of a global pandemic, that's you can't have people playing with blood on them anyway. So that should have just been straight away. And the fact that he came off at half-time and was taken off at half-time obviously means that he wasn't right, albeit mentally or physically. So, yeah, I think they, it, there should be new rules surrounding that. And uh, it, it's sad that it comes to instance like this for us to start properly talking about it because, as I said, there's other sports that... Um, that cope with these things and treat them much in a much better way than football yeah definitely Harry you mentioned Ryan Mason there and having read up on the story I remember it from the time obviously it's 2017 wasn't it against Chelsea and he was sort of on that road to recovery but because he had sort of children on the way and, and you know, then a young family to think of there's sort of little bits of that that echo with Rao's situation as well obviously um, with the baby girl not you know, just a couple of months old and stuff and and that will play a part in it as much as being able to carry on because I suppose for him he wants to be there for his children and, and football will, will take a, a back seat in that case 100% and I think another thing as well is with Raul heading's a huge part of his game defensively obviously he was a defensive header that created the accident um, obviously going for his heading to score is brilliant so it, yeah, for him, just having a young daughter, it's it's just it's so, it's, every situation is different, isn't it? With head injuries, obviously Ryan Mason made his decision, Don Goodman made his, uh, Petr Cech obviously because he's a goalkeeper could wear a helmet, but it's I don't know, I honestly don't. It's hard to speculate at the moment, isn't it? Cause it's so fresh still. It's only been a few days, but yeah, he's been really active on social media. From what you hear from his teammates, like his Mexico teammates, Pedro Neto said a few things. He he strikes me as a character who would do everything he can to play again. Like he just seems like that type of person, so I think if there's any chance he can play again, he will. But yeah, now with a young daughter, if there's any chance of it being life-threatening again, if he gets knocked again on the head, I doubt we'll see him play football again. Unfortunately, I think there are two, there are some differences. Not that I'm an expert in it or anything, but background reading, there is a big difference between a head injury and a brain injury. Um, and if it is purely a head injury, which is what we hope, then he might be all right. It might be a like breaking anything and, and you come back stronger whereas if it's a brain injury then there's that chance of repeat trauma that causes really bad lasting damage if anyone wants if anyone's interested in it and about brain injury and stuff there's a fantastic documentary i implore you to go and find online called the crash reel it's about a snowboarder a guy called kevin pierce who was like a going to be the olympic champion absolute world beater and has a brain injury and it's it's quite fascinating stuff nothing to do with football but it is interesting um, but a similar, similar, similar sort of thing. thing. Well, obviously, because the, the whole heading in football is a, is a thing anyway, you know, um, with the, with links to dementia. And it was only earlier this year that they were sort of properly making that link again. Um, you know, it's probably something that should, like Jack said, should be already being talked about. You shouldn't have to go through a, a massive forced trauma to be talking about these things on a serious level. I think we've got a second question we need to ask as well. But Jack, do you want to go first before we talk about it? Well, we might be going to ask the same question because I was going to raise the thing that you brought up on the WhatsApp group where you said, is is it a foul, the fact that he's trying to play the ball, misses it completely and smacks So my, my question is, and I'm don't, I don't know what side of the fence I sit on it yet. I've still not been convinced by either argument. But if the ball is played on the four, you mistime your tackle, you don't mean it whatsoever, but you snap a leg in half, there is a 99% chance you're going to see a red card. Yeah. What's, and the then, difference? You, you What's the difference in the air? Why is it not enforced the same way? 
Is it because both players are out of control? That might be it. Jack, I'll open that to you first. I, I don't know. And it's something that I'd never really thought about until Dan raised it because it just goes mm. as a given when there's a clash of heads, it, you know, oh, stop play, it's serious, yeah. and then drop ball, carry on. But when someone's running at that speed... Sorry, to defend David Luiz a bit, say if, I don't know, Raul Jimenez ran through one-on-one and he went to shoot and the defender slid in and he missed the ball and kicked the defender's leg and snapped it in two. That wouldn't be a red card, would it? David Luiz is jumping in to head the ball into the net to score a goal. He He's just trying to head that ball into the net. Jimenez is trying to defend. It's not a tackle, really, is it? Yes, he's going for the ball the to score. the same thing with a tackle, Harry. You could both go in for a ball in a 50-50, complete 50-50. One bloke comes out worse than the other. You usually find that the one that's hurt gets nothing, you know, no, I can see your argument no for, for me because he's trying to sh- score. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not saying anything against David Luiz. I yeah. still don't know how I feel about the situation. I think it's but, an accident. I've watched it back a few it's times. It's just that if it's on the floor and it was a fifty-fifty and someone gets their leg broke, it's probably a red card. Yet someone might have a life-changing injury from a header where someone's mistimed something, but nothing. Not that I want to see David Luiz get punished or anything for mm. it. I think I think it was completely innocuous. Both of them went up for a header. I just think it's. I know what you mean. I can completely agree what you're saying. I can see what you're saying, but for me, it's not really a 50-50 tackle. It's a bloke trying to head the ball into the net to score. It's, it's like a shot. I tell you what it is. Like, I, I, it, it's it's Schrodinger's football, isn't it? It's being a tackle and have we uh, gone into quantum mechanics yeah. on the 77 club? <laughs> because we really it's should. Both at the, it's both at the same time, isn't it? That's what it is. Uh, Schrodinger's football passage. Uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll talk about the game and an impressive. 2-1 win. Harry, four at the back again, looks like. Um, a sign of things to come. It's clearly worked. Some world-class finishes in there, especially from Daniel Podence. Uh, I thought it was absolute class from him. Um, but overall, the team looked a lot more balanced. Yeah, uh, very shocking for, for, to see the, the line-up. Um, I know the... Um formation they put it out as a 3-4-3 on the Wolves official page but we knew it wasn't going to be that didn't we 4-2-3-1 I love the setup obviously we spoke about Raul and I've just got to really praise Fabio Silva for him to come on in that situation which has been overlooked a lot because of the injury obviously he come on I thought he, he led the line well you know the pressure on him there and he fit right in obviously it wasn't a complete performance but I thought he linked up well with Pedence Traore Neto and an incredible performance my only criticism I can think of is we can see the straight away but that header was one of those things wasn't it and they, they happened those goals probably could have, could have got out a bit quicker and just it's always Nuno's tactics to see out a result instead of going off to kill off a team so he decided to bring Neves on for Pedence and see out the result which is his tactics which is fair enough and we got the win I'm glad we did but an incredible first half and like you say those goals especially Pedence man unbelievable stuff I hope we see more of it uh, Dan we saw Marcel come in at uh, left back and just that little bit more experience and it did show yeah I thought it was a very good performance on the whole I can't pick out many negatives we might looked a bit weak at the back in little spells where Arsenal caused us a bit of trouble, but on the whole, what a setup for something we're not used to seeing, that formation. Absolutely brilliant. I think it's it's what we sort of have to go with because it meant the back four actually looked strong and could play their role. We weren't trying to force it down the wings where we've commented that we've had issues in the past and it allowed us to build quickly and play in that still quick attacking style that we like to see. I mean, worlds apart from what we've seen the rest of the season, I was blown away by how good it was um slight reservation only is that arsenal are on a downer 
and have been very poor and so far we've only beat Arsenal doing it that said great scalp to have I just hope really hope we see the same sort of performances in December when we've got a really tough run three losses in a row for Arsenal Jack Wolves beating them for the first time away in 40 years with the youngest finishing 11 um, the Wolves have ever had in a league game there's a fun stat for you um we we talk about the youth the youthful side does it show just how how much older Wolves side seems to be of the past because you know you can pick out a couple of 30 year olds in that roster yeah I mean potentially I mean that's a good stat that is um but I think a few times we said in the podcast that we're definitely potentially building a team for the future in a few years time but some of them have come of age very early I mean Pedro Neto has been brilliant lately hasn't he he's been he's been superb and I think that's that was an absolutely brilliant performance. I didn't see it coming at all. I didn't see the formation coming. I didn't see the performance coming. I didn't see us picking us ourselves up in the way we did after that injury to Raul coming. And they're just full of surprises. And, and the thing about Nuno's tenure is every time you start to doubt them, they always just come back stronger. And it's happened again, hasn't it? Because they've changed the formation, which if you'd asked us three weeks ago, we'd said that's never going to happen. We're never not going to play the five at the back or three centre-backs, whatever it is. And... And we've done that. We've changed it. We've adapted. Cody, granted, has had one good game, but he's answered question marks about whether he can play as in a back four, as a centre-back. He did it for England as well, for a part of the game, because he, he was forced due to a sending off. So we've answered a lot of questions. And it was a really refreshing performance and one that I think I put on the group that I'm I'm actually entertained by what I've seen and because we've actually just gone for it. And I think if we start... We can't do it every week. Obviously, I mean, Liverpool is going to be a, a big test, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we revert back to the five. But if we can do that, that might be a way of... We've always had this problem of, of breaking down teams that sit back, but throwing an extra man forward, suddenly you might be able to unlock teams a little bit better. And I'm excited, if, not just by the fact that we've put that lineup out, but the fact that we now seem that we can change between formations to suit the situation we've got in front of us. And... That adaptability is is key in the Premier League, and it's exciting. And I agree with what Harry said. I think Fabio Silva he um, he did he did all right. He did well. He did better than I thought he was going to because from what I'd seen of him already, I wasn't convinced that he's ready for Premier League football. But now I'm hoping he does the same thing that Neto did did, and when he gets his chance, takes it. And in a year, we're talking about how brilliant he is. But it was I thought it was a great performance. Harry, let's talk about those those three. Um... Aside from silver and just like the the dribble stats, and I think Dan, you sent it through, which was Traore five, Pedence five, Neto three, Arsenal two. <laughs> and, and just just tells you how the game went, really, doesn't it? Um, Adama Traore is he is he getting there? Is he getting into the groove? Well, he was brilliant, wasn't he? There was a few moments that frustrated me a little bit when he kept giving it away on the halfway line, but then for the build up for the second goal when he did like that Maradona twist on the halfway line and then laid it off, that's just when he's brilliant. The ball, is he? No, and obviously he crossed that one in for Dendonka when he crashed it off the bar for Neto's goal as well. Brilliant. It's the best he's been for a while, and we need more of that, don't we? He's just so good when he wants to be. Said it, Harry. Eh? Said it, Harry. Dante Wilder of football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had, he had 40 good seconds in the game, and we won 2 1. It's true. And I just hope him, Neto, and Pedence can continue to combine like that because without Raul Jimenez now, and if Fabio Silva don't really see any goals coming, we need those those three to start banging in goals, don't we, to replace Jimenez's goals. Uh, man of the match, 
Dan. Yeah, this was we discussed this, didn't we? WhatsApp. I've got to still give it Pedence. I know Neto was fucking phenomenal, but the way Pedence played and from what I watched, unreal. That is another level. Better, yeah. better than Jota. Way better than Jota. Jack Neto. Oh, uh, Harry, I'll give you the deciding vote. Unless you pick yeah, someone else. It's, case, it, it's, it's got to be Neto. It's got to be Neto, yeah. Can we go on to something else? Quickly? Yeah, I thought... I thought uh, yeah, I wanna, we do have a running order. I but, know, yes. I'm sorry, but it's coming It's coming back round to Neto and Pedence and what Nuno's done with young players. We saw it with mm-hmm. Jota. We've, Neto looked a bit naive when he first started and he's turned into a superstar. This is the one reason I am really confident that Silver will get there. It might be a bit too early for him. He might have to play four or five months now where he is completely out of his depth. Well, he's, gonna, he's, he's going yeah. to, isn't he? he? But I'm no, so confident that he is going to turn... Nuno will turn him into a top quality talent. Unfortunately, the fans have just got to stick with him because he's only 18 and give him the benefit of the doubt for six months. Let him play some football. He might not be there yet, but I can promise you if we let him do it now, in two years' time when we're in the Champions League, we'll be fucking laughing. <laughs> It'd be silly to write him after after a game, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, let's get your away perspective. Next up is Liverpool away. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined then by Henry Jackson from This Is Anfield. Henry, how's it going to begin with? I'm good, Sam. Yeah, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, let's start with the football. And actually, something uh, I want to talk about with last night with the Champions League, actually, with Liverpool, is that Jurgen Klopp made two substitutes. Uh, is his substitute argument now over? Is that finished? Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't think he's helped himself. I think, you know, there's bias always exists in football, so you want to back your own manager and your own players and stuff like that. So I have stood by him with a lot of what he said, and I've agreed with what a lot of what he said. But then when you see him doing that last night, it's then hard to sort of side with him too much or have too much sympathy if he then complains about fatigue setting in, if he's had the chance to make more substitutes and he hasn't. And obviously... We've got a lot of injuries at the moment, which isn't helping matters. You can't you can't bring the same level of quality off the bench, but there were still a few players he could have bought on. People like Origi and Minamino, Simicast could have come on at left back, so he could he could have made more changes. It wasn't a case of he could only call upon teenagers. So yeah, I think he's you know I think he's doing a little bit of a Ferguson at the moment and creating a little bit of a siege mentality in the squad and using certain other excuses outside of that to sort of maybe steer away from the, the, the team's own problems fitness-wise and stuff. So whether or not he even believes everything he says, I'm, I'm not 100%, but I can totally understand why people will turn around and say, well, you know, you had a chance to make five substitutions last night and you didn't, so you can't complain. Yeah, lots of people will probably say that, well, it is, the Wolves game is on Sunday, quarter past seven, so it's a little bit of time, but obviously it was the weekend to Tuesday that you know it's the same problem isn't it so the, the lack of the lack of the lack of time between those those two things um yeah in in terms of Sunday evening let's talk about it let's talk about that main man who's been on fire for you recently and uh couldn't make it into our starting 11 Diogo Jota how's he settling in at Anfield uh he's been sensational really I think he's exceeded all expectations it was a signing that was came out of nowhere really it was just done mm. almost sort of in it seemed to have been obviously wasn't but felt like it was done in a couple of hours from now a bit like Fabinho similar happened with him when he joined and you know I think everyone thought he's going to come in and act as a, a really good backup to the front three probably not going to start most games but he's going to you know take a while to settle into Klopp's system but instead he's just he's just come in and 
and been on fire. And I think the fact that Firmino has been struggling form-wise in particular has given him more minutes as well. But he's just, he looks like someone who's been in this team for two or three years, whereas other players have taken a while at times to, to settle in. He's just, he's come in and he's, he's providing exactly what Salah and Mane do in terms of that speed, directness, and, and most importantly, obviously the end product. I think it's nine in, in 15 games. And, and like those two, you feel every time he's on the pitch, he's going to score. Um, so he's, you know, I knew he was good. I always liked him at Wolves. I've, I've always liked Wolves' attack in general, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. In terms of starting 11, do you, do you think he will be in it? Uh, I think it would be a big surprise if he wasn't given his form. I think it's, it is tricky because you've obviously got three world-class players as well there that you have to fill in, sort of fit in there somewhere. So you've got the option of going with a, a sort of a 4-2-3-1 and playing all four of them, which means sort of Firmino dropping a bit deeper. I think if I was guessing, I would say that he'll do the same as he did last night, which was rest Firmino. I think he'll be on the bench because he is the most out of form. Uh, but equally, we're a little bit light in terms of midfield options. So it could be that he thinks just playing maybe Henderson and Wijnaldum as a two and then playing all four of them. I think it will, it will boil down to the fact of sort of how, how attack-minded he's thinking. Good time to play Liverpool, isn't it? Got no defenders. Um, seems, <laughs> yeah. um, quite a lot of bad luck. And obviously, when you when you take any of those players, you know, Trent, Gomez, and obviously the, the main man, Virgil van Dijk, out of any side, it's going to be weakened. And Andy Robertson, I think, said it himself uh, early this year that Adama Traor ripped him apart when the two sides played at Molyneux. Are you fearful for your defence against Wolves? I am, yeah, yeah. As I said, I've, I've, I've always liked watching Wolves. Their attack has always impressed me. And I think, obviously, um, very sad what happened to Jimenez the other night and wish him all the best. But even without him, you look at the other players you've got out. Um, Traore is he is a mad player in a lot of ways. He, there are times, I think, maybe a year or two ago, I think I'd, I'd probably slagged him off a few times and said the end product's just not there. But he's improved so much in that respect. And he is... He's genuinely unplayable when he wants to be. Like you mentioned that game last season, there's nothing you can do. If he kicks and runs, you're not going to be able to keep up with him. And then he, he delivered a great cross on top of that. So he, he does impress me. And obviously uh, Neto, I think, has, has looked really good. I watched the Arsenal game. I thought he was exceptional. Um, Podence, Podence, however you have pronounced it. I think, he's also been, <laughs> I think he's also been excellent. So, you know, you look at that attack and look at Liverpool's defence, which I think... You know, there are rumours that Trent could be back, which would obviously be a big boost. Matip and Fabinho, actually, as a two, are generally playing very well at the moment. They've got another clean sheet last, last night, but the issue is Matip staying fit and being able to play two or three times a week. So I don't worry hugely. If I was told now that it would be Robertson, Fabinho, Matip and Trent, to me, that's still a strong defence. But it's also it's impossible to deny that you lose Van Dijk mainly but the Gomez as well you're going to be weakened and, and obviously Allison could be out as well um, Let's do a score prediction I know we don't really like doing them normally because they, they never come in all you have to do is look <laughs> at my betting history to, uh, <laughs> to see that um, what would you be going for on this occasion Henry? Uh, well, I get criticised for being a pessimist whenever I, like, every game that comes up I sort of say on Twitter I'm a bit worried about it but I do I think it's going to be a tough game. I was very impressed with, with you against Arsenal. I think if I was, my gut feeling would maybe be 2-1 Liverpool. I think um, to, to, assuming Trent's back and you know no other injuries occur in the week, I think um, 
I think we'll just have enough. I don't think it will be as one-sided as the Leicester game where we really sort of outplay them. I think you'll cause us problems. I think you'll score. Um, but I'd like to think our home record, which is now, I think it's 64 unbeaten. Incredible in the run. I, I would, I just, I'd like to think that we'll, we'll have enough, but I think it will be tight and I think there'll be spells when both teams dominate. And just one more prediction. Um, I think we, we had it a lot last season and, and so did Liverpool in fairness. And, and this season is just becoming a, a laughing stock and it's VAR. Do you predict a VAR nightmare for either side this time around? Getting into Mystic Meg territory here, I know, but I just, uh, <laughs> just want to hear your thoughts because obviously you, you've, you've been hard, hard done by as well this season. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's, again, as, as I said earlier, it's, you know, it's easy to be biased, but I do genuinely feel robbed this season by... The number of calls going against them from the Everton game to the Brighton one, and they don't seem to be getting the same decisions the other way around. So it, it is infuriating. And in answer to your question, sadly, you just go into these games feeling there's almost more chance of it happening than not, which is you know, a yeah. dreadful situation to be in. You had the goal against Villa, the West Ham Villa game the other night was just laughable. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Um, I, you know, you, what should be a really good game on Sunday, I think, you just you just worry that it's ruined because yeah. whatever way round, you know, it's, it's easy to laugh at the other teams when they laugh at your rivals when they get robbed by it and stuff like that. But you just want a fair game. Yeah, exactly. You don't, yeah. Want, yeah. you don't want all the talking points afterwards to be, you know, Neville and Carragher and people discussing VAR. You want them to be talking about what's actually the, the good stuff that's happening in the game. So, fingers crossed it won't. But I'd, if I was guessing, I would say, yeah, there will be something. There'll be an offside. There'll be a penalty a red card decision, whatever it is, there'll be something that, that ends up potentially having a sort of a, a major say on the, the outcome. Well, Henry, best of bad luck, of course, for the weekend and the rest of the season. My dad is a Liverpool fan <laughs> and I will be turning my phone off if we don't get results. So there we go. Uh, thanks <laughs> for joining us. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So I guess the player that everyone's going to be looking out for that's going to be wearing a red shirt is Jota. Harry, he's in the form of his life, isn't he, really, uh, going into this one. And uh, Henry reckons he's nailed on start. And you'd probably back that to happen. Firmino's a little bit out of form, as you just heard. So how do you stop Jota? We don't. I think he's definitely going to score. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely right. going to yeah. score. You know it's written the stars. It'd be interesting to see if he celebrates or not. But yeah, fair play to him. Because after he got that hat trick, and that was the first big meltdown Wolves fans started to have on Twitter. Like saying, why did we sell him? I come out and was like, don't worry, he won't score again for five <laughs> games. And he's scored like every game since. So no, fair play to him. It didn't work out for us towards the end. Maybe he wasn't interested because he knew Liverpool was around the corner. But yeah, he's definitely going to score. I don't know how we can stop him. Maybe Cody and Bolly, knowing that well, they can uh, keep him quiet. I don't know, but fair play to him. Whatever he does, as long as you don't celebrate when he does score, we can. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you think he'll celebrate, Jack? No, I don't think so. Not so much because so of the fans, because there's no fans. But you're playing against your mates there, who sort of you, that's true. You are all same nationality in the Portugal national team. You've played with for a while, have adapted you to English football in, in some respect. I know he's one of the first there, but no, I don't think he will, but I agree. He's going to score a hat-trick probably. And, he, and, um, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll all be there on Twitter saying, Neto's better, don't worry, Neto's <laughs> going to be the better player in a few years. And it'll all be meaningless because we get battered 3-0, drops a hat-trick, so whatever. <laughs> well, let's go over live to our wing-back correspondent. Dan, how's it looking out there? We're better because we didn't play wing-backs. Um, <laughs> which suited the two players that played in those positions I think Semedo looks mm. a lot more solid when he's only got defensive duties to do he's a lot safer on the ball there were a couple of moments where we looked wobbly at the back 
like the look of Marcel, I think we all have since he turned up. It's just getting him game time. Um, it allowed him to pass the ball better. Um, there was one occasion where Semedo could have dropped his shoulder and gone down the wing and he didn't. He came back in, but maybe that's what we're trying to play. We were safe. We were 2-1 up, so not really fussed. But I think it's a lot better option for the two lads we've now got there. They don't like to go forward, so make them defend like defenders. Harry, first question, yes or no? Are they gonna? Are we going to play four at the back again? 100% yes. And that second yeah. question then, is it going to be Matinho and Dendonka in the middle again or is it going to be Neves? It'll be the same team, but obviously Fabio will be in for Jimenez. He can't, he can't right, change right. it. He's got to go for it. I mean, Liverpool's defence... I mean, there's no one there, is there? They've had more injuries than a second-hand dirt bike. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Get him from? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. But he completes it every time. He just it rolls off his tongue. <laughs> so and yeah, we've got to attack their weakness, which is their defence at the moment. <laughs> oh. Second-hand. What do you say? Second-hand dirt, dirt bike. Well, Jack was going to say something. Go on, Jack. Sorry. Uh, Jack, you're going to say you'll probably go back to five at the back. I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I thought he, I think he probably will revert to the five, but I don't know. This is exciting, isn't it? It's exciting for the first time in three mm. years. We're actually debating whether there'll be a formation change or not. And yeah, you got a point if you want to go for it. I mean, it might end up four, four all, but then again, I mean, Villa put seven past him, <laughs> so <laughs> we, should, we should probably go for it. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to mind if we have a go and lose four two or three two. Are they really? So. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll go with what Nuno says, but um, as long as we have a go and make it competitive, and VAR doesn't ruin us again, then I'll, I'll be happy. I asked Henry the question. Obviously, do we think there's going to be a VAR fiasco? Just a bit of a a prediction time, Dan. Do you see one on the cards? I mean, Liverpool have been pretty hard done by. They were done last week, and obviously, Wolves have history. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be something like. Silver scores a wonder goal, but a lock of his long hair it happens to be three millimeters <laughs> offside, so they don't give it. Actually, I've got a quick question Am I the only one who thinks Silver might not start? I don't think he's going to start. Well, who would off. you start then? Would you put Traore in the middle or something? What would you do? You'd have to put one of the others through the middle, yeah, or Podence or whoever, but I'd, I'm not convinced that. So, who comes in for Raul in that situation, Jack? What do you mean? Sorry. Yeah, look. Who comes in for Raul in that situation? Uh, and well, you know, you revert to five at the back, don't you? You yeah, go to the tried and tested. The and thing you play is, the extra defender. for me, with five at the back, why go to yeah. Liverpool? Why go to Anfield? Put five at the back when they're going to score anyway. So we might as well just go four at the back and just try and score more than them because their weakness is in defence. Well, that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> we're trying to do every week. They're form- forwards. They're just class, aren't they? I'd rather lose four one and have a go at them and create some chances than lose two nil and it be boring. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that you'll be the first to have a meltdown if we lose. <laughs> I, never, I never ever mind if Wolves go out and try and play football and create chances I've never got an issue with that it's when we're dog shit that I've got an issue I mean yeah. you could play all three midfielders Neves, Dendonka and... what, what, what if we played 12 against them? <laughs> we still shot three of theirs we, we might win then so if we played 3-4-3 three, three, have like Traore for the middle and Neto and Pedenzi for side would that work would Traore be, Traore couldn't trap a bag of cement could he he wouldn't hold it up so I just can't see it. No. Whereas Jimenez that actually... Well-known he's, phrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his, his game's getting round the back and crossing it in. Yeah, it should be. So, so I suppose. I but know. then he's so, he's so good with the ball at his feet. So I, I can see both working. I mean, it's, it's a dilemma, but it's a good we one. We paid 30-odd million for Fabio to start the kid. We've got yeah, him. I think start the kid. Oh, he he needs minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's 18. Like, what have we got to lose? 
Yeah, and I don't think Nuno properly trusts him. Just as a point, we've also said in this podcast for the last four or five weeks, if Wolves get round the back and get the ball in, we're going to score some goals, and we actually have. Mm. It's like, well, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. football that difficult, or are we just talking crap <laughs> and we got one right? We are going to miss Raúl's aerial presence, though, isn't it? Oh, of course, Definitely. in both that's, boxes, that's in both boxes. It's it's taken yeah. years for us to get a, he- a striker who can properly. I think head Den the Donker's going to play a role. You know, they're letting him wander further up. He should have scored the first one, really. Oh, he can't man. finish, can he? And that other header, memories, um, memories of a header against mm. Arsenal was really tame. Like he should have gone back across goal, and he's like, yeah. put it into I, his arms. I think arm, he's going to score a goal in December with his head. Harry, score prediction. Wow. Four at the back, so we're going to start that. This was ten. We are four three Liverpool. Oh, okay. Uh, Jack, uh, four three to Liverpool. <laughs> and it will be you know you know like the uh, the Leicester game where Jota scored a hat trick. Oh, yeah. It'll be that. The way around. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Ninety three minutes. Uh, Bayless. <laughs> They're going to get one, aren't they? One all. Oh my god. One all. Uh, I'm obviously going to one. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket use. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. <laughs> See, when you say it like that with that moustache, <laughs> why, why are you keeping it? It's no longer November. I quite like it, actually. And you do like I it. I said to a mate, I'm not taking the moustache off till I score a goal, and I've got a game Saturday, so hopefully I'm going to bag one. Um, and I can show oh, you. Right. And then you're playing football after. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why I've still got it. Interesting betting bits. Wolves are nearly like five to one to win. Like it's it? worth. It's worth. Wow. I think it's worth a fiver. Like that's pretty good odds. We, to we just were. Win a football. Yeah. We were. we three to one to beat Arsenal as well. Honestly, on bet three six five, we were three to one just to we win. We're big Arsenal. odds. Yeah, so five to one. Maybe it should be more. A couple of score casts. Uh, two one. Fabio Silva scored the first goal. Eighty five to one. Like that one. That's. Diego Jota score first. Liverpool four nil. Only fifty to one. Rookies <laughs> 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 don't fancy us at all. We'll score. And then we'll the score. impossible score. One all draw. Nelson Semedo to score first. <laughs> Anyone want to head? <laughs> Anyone want to guess? Four hundred and seventy to one. Eighties. It's 425 to 1. <laughs> really? Oh my god. And if what? you put that on now, uh, put it on. We'll wait there. I'll put it on now. I'll put it on What's now. What's a 1-0 Stephen Ward? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, okay. Uh, a, a ticket news. I mean, let, let's chuck some vaccine news in with the ticket news because I mean, it, I imagine it will mean that we will be having off, actual Off to our virology experts. He's caught enough well, stuff. It's Jack Williams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's uh, been saving that all pandemic yeah so um, yeah go well go for it. news broke today that um, mm. we've got a vaccine in production that has been approved by the uh, relevant associations so obviously they can the start MHRA. vaccinating people mm. immediately you can tell you work in news Sam you know Thanks. the specifics um, so I mean it's got to be a positive step forward hasn't it um, so hopefully we can get back in the grounds sooner rather than later once all the vulnerable people are vaccinated but um, what are your thoughts on it because I know a lot of people have been saying that even if they're offered one they wouldn't have it what camp do you sit in oh we'll open that question Harry would you take the vaccine I would never take it no I'm not a, I'm not it's, I just wouldn't what, what if it was bad and like 
your leg dropped off or something. I just don't fancy it. Sorry. <laughs> Will you be like a second hand? You've, you know you've had to take your baby to get vaccinated for different things. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Has he still got Baby's both his right legs after. on? <laughs> he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? If I don't know, man. I think it's um. I think it's because we've, we we won't mention his name, but we've got we've got someone we know, haven't we? Who feeds me a lot of stuff that worries me. Well, you know it's bad because I went on Twitter today and Bill Gates and thalidomide was trending, and I was like, oh, I'm just not going to go on it again. <laughs> I don't know. If it got us back in the ground, then maybe yeah. If it gets us back into Molyneux, I'll, I'll let them inject me. Harry, you're, you're talking on levels between people that are professors of virology and biology and chemistry at Cambridge and Oxford universities against a bloke with a BTEC level two in sport. <laughs> Don't knock it. Don't knock it. I'm not knocking a BTEC. Nothing wrong with BTEC. I'm just saying. Oh, levels. We um. I think I spoke to Rouse about this. Weren't there something in the 50s where the women had babies and they That's come out with like an arm off their forehead? Yeah, see? It's happened. I think, I think we might have progressed since the 1950s, though. <laughs> not politically. Uh, Jack, would you take it? Um, I Yeah, definitely would. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, but then I appreciate that I'm going to be very, very... You put worse things in your body. <laughs> Like, but we, we all drink enough to drink. We all drink enough to ground sugar, but we're not going to have a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, yeah, I'd take it if I was offered it. I just do what I'm told. I won't. That's the, that's isn't, the only um, A bit off you subject. You know, like needles or something. Not putting a microchip in. A bit off subject. Is it, is it Piers Morgan, you like said, is going to take it on telly or something? They're taking it on telly. This morning he did yeah, an interview the with the health secretary. and It wasn't on this morning. It was on Good Morning Britain. Yeah, but this morning is in the time of the day that that's Holly Willoughby and um, Piers Morgan said, "Can we do it on TV together?" And Hancock said, "If we can get it signed off, then yeah, why not?" It's not happening, is it? To, pa- yeah, to paraphrase, yeah, to paraphrase. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, we'll move on to something else which I saw, and this has nothing to do with Raúl Jiménez, but it sort of becomes a little bit more relevant then, depending on what happens. But uh, Raúl Jiménez aside, I mean, you can use the example if you want, but obviously. Well, it really makes sense. Um, something about retiring numbers at clubs and whether you think clubs should do it. There's arguments for and against that you know the players being so great that they should have that number. But then the, the other side of the argument is that it can be for those youngsters to look up to to maybe one day wear the famous jersey. Harry, I think you said that Maurizio Postino came out after Maradona died and said that every club should um, retire the number 10 shirt. I just... On, on the idea of retiring shirt numbers, what do you think? Um, I think if it's like a tragedy, like obviously Maradona was 60 years old, he wasn't playing, but I think, you know what I mean? Like maybe his, his clubs... Like Carl Akimi. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's a great example. So something like that, fair enough. Yeah, I could get behind that all day, but it's a bit silly to retire a number for every single club in the world for like one player, although be it he was a legend. I think a certain... Times when it's good, like Carla Kimi, great example. Things like that, I do not mind it. Um, is there any other examples you can think of? I think there's been a few numbers like in the 20s that... Maldini at, at Milan. Was it number three they retired? I think it's fine fine for clubs, but well, not, not on the whole. So we, would you say it's the same situation as where we have with Akimi, where something tragic happens and their career's cut short? And Yeah, that's fine. If there's, yeah, a, if there's a genuine for a reason to do it then fair enough but. not with that blues player that went and they they were going to retire his shirt that young lad Jude Bellingham <laughs> that was a bit stupid but look at American sports where they would do it all the time 
and it's like it is. Um, it is. I was about to say it's an American thing, isn't it? It's like um, it, at the Chicago Bulls, haven't both of Michael Jordan's numbers been retired or some, something like that? But you're just gonna. Oh, really. All that's nonsense. Earlier, but you, yeah. Eventually, you're gonna run out of reasonable numbers, aren't you? You're gonna <laughs> not numbers I mean, altogether, but you're gonna have three <laughs> digits um, numbers on shirts. It could be like you choose the eyes as ones. Well, obviously, like the iconic numbers, like number nine, eleven, eight, five. Those ones. One, it's pretty two, hard. Three, four. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But it's like imagine if we retired the number nine. It's such a big honour when, when you bring a striker and you give him the number nine shirt, isn't it? It's like yeah. It'd be so. Is it? It's. I wonder. That's why I look at Man United. You know, number seven. Yeah, number seven. Yeah, Beckham, Ronaldo, Cantona. It's. I wonder if there's an example of like. A, I wonder if there is a club that's ever retired the number nine shirt. I'm sure there is, but. That's like a big one. Number nine is probably the most iconic number, isn't it? When you're a young lad coming through, when you think you can make it, when you actually you're crap and you keep falling over, you always want to be number nine playing for your local team, don't you? They're close to saying that. One, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just going back through my life story there. That's what's said in there. Uh, when you're crying on the sofa saying, "Dad, Dad, Dad, why am I not good enough?" Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll leave it there and um, we'll say goodbye. You're right, Harry. You've spilled wine everywhere. Oh, no, there was like a there was like a little biscuit in there or something. I don't know what that was. Oh. A little biscuit, a little biscuit. All like from that game paper. you played with your mates. Uh, okay, uh, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye to Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. Jack Williams. Goodbye. And Harry Manson. Yeah, see you, everyone. <laughs> Stop it. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. The seventy-seven club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.